How's it guys? It's Mark Haystick here and you're listening to the Birding Life Youth Podcast. Now today I have two Oaks with me here, Joan van den Hever and Jandre Verster. Um, and Jandre is actually part of the Birding Life Ambassadors. So yeah, guys, uh, how's it going? Yeah, good thanks. Thanks for having us on, on the show. Looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, it's going good. Like a man. Okay, so I'm actually here at Reflections Eco Reserve. I'm staying the night here. It's a it's a nature reserve in wilderness that Tim Carr um, he rehabilitated the land from pine plantation into this epic um, what's the right word haven of uh, Feinbos and indigenous forest and Kierbuma and it's situated between two lakes in wilderness and the garden route of which uh, they fall under important bird areas and are on sand parks land. So it's a real lack of place to go birding that I often come. And so I'm staying here the night. And yeah, so guys, uh, this podcast is going to go about Juan and Yandre's Twitch they did uh, recently. And they were two lucky youth members who managed to see this giga bird called a lesser white's throat. The first record for for which is it the subregion, guys? Subregion and the southern uh, the southern hemisphere, as far as we know. Wow, mm. hey, yeah. So you guys are flipping blessed and able to see that bird. Yeah, no, it's quite a quite, quite it's quite a big tick. So we're quite happy to to have seen it. Yeah. Firstly, well done on that. Um, and Yandre, you got flipping awesome photos. Um, to see their their photos, I know Yandre's got his Instagram account. You can go check his photos on there. And Jean, are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram, but I haven't posted there in, in, in a little while. I'm planning to do it again, um, but I just haven't gotten the time with university and all that stuff, so it's it's on the back burner for now. No, what you mean? Oh, birding can, birding can uh, or should I say school and university can get in the way quite a lot of, of birding and uh, social media, I guess. But um, yeah, you guys went together to Twitch this bird. Uh, yeah. tell, tell us about, about the trip and yeah. how you guys prepared for it. Uh, Jean, you can go first. Um, yeah, so I'm at that age where it's a bit easier to arrange twitches and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I heard that Yandre is going. Uh, there was one of our birding friends, uh, CF Tritter. He posted on our um, Telegram group for Waraha Ting that he's driving through um, the next day. Uh, and if anyone's keen to join him, we should just give him a shout and he'll he'll let us know. Um, so Yandre then sent him the message and he then gloated to me that he's going. So, of course, I then tried to, to make things happen as well. So I contacted uh, CF and I asked him if it's if he's got still got that one space available. He said he does. So just told my mom I'm going. So, yeah, packed my binos, camera, wallet, phone, battery battery bank and some something to eat and drink and off we went. <laughs> okay. And it was only for the one day, hey? Yeah, yeah. So we drove through at 6 a.m. We got there just before just before 11, I think half past 10 around there. Then we left at 3 and we got home just just after, it was a long drive home, just, just, yeah, just after 7. We hit quite a bit of traffic on the way back and there were quite a few roadworks, so going back was a bit slow. Yes, so. that's a full-out day of birding then, I guess. And uh, I heard you guys got a couple of lifers as well. Uh, but before we get to that, well, yeah, a couple of lifers besides the white throats, of course, because I mean, gee, what a bird. Um, before we get to that, I know Yandre and you had to get through a couple of obstacles before you get on, you got on this trip. So in that preparing, 
What did you guys have to deal with before you got on this trip? Yandre, let's start with you. Um, I guess I, I first needed permission from my mom so that I can go because it's a day before exams. So luckily and surprisingly, she said yes. And then I started packing my stuff, my camera, binos, a lunchbox, charger and battery pack. And then, yeah, we went off, started early. And yes, sir. after a very fun car ride, we arrived. Yes, like. Okay, uh, now you're telling me a bit about the, the fun car ride, but we won't get into that. Let's stick to the birding. Okay, so after packing all your gadgets and you guys are on the road, um, and that it was a lack of long journey and stuff, had quite a jaw. What were some of the birds that you saw along the way? What, what would you say were the highlights, uh, Jean? Um, yeah, so on, on the way there, we... We kind of hightailed it, so we didn't really stop for anything in particular. Uh, we found some black stalks hovering around the um, the area of Woodspray. It was quite cool. So uh, we had those flying over us. Yeah, so then when we eventually got to the Amazing View restaurant in uh, right next to Kruger in Marloth Park, um, we then started looking for the bird, obviously. Um, gave us a bit of a goose chase, so it's... It, it's a very small, very active little bird. So it was hopping around, uh, following like a little bit of a set route. Um, so we didn't really know where to look for it at first. Uh, there was someone there that mentioned that it was in a, um, a small little acacia stand just next to the entrance. So we immediately started focusing our efforts there. Um, well, as it turned out, it wasn't there, but we did find some other nice stuff there. There were um, bearded woodpecker, bennets woodpecker, uh, golden tail woodpecker, cardinal woodpecker, all those... Um, in this little one area. Uh, white broad robin chats. Um, we had white-headed vultures flying over. I think, Yandra, that was one of your lives of the day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so then we had some other nice stuff. White broad robin chats, uh, grated flycatchers, quite a few of those in, in the gardens as well. Uh, beautifully, um, beautiful breeding plumage. Uh, Scarlet chested sunbirds were quite cool. Then there were also quite a few overwintering birds. Yeah, yeah, it's also, as Trevor Hardica mentioned in his post recently, it's, it's great to see birds that you don't see every day. So uh, uh, Scarlet Chester Sunbird, for instance, I haven't seen in about three, four years, so it was good to see them once again. Um, but yeah, the overwintering over birds, there were quite a few um, African Paradise flycatchers, which were quite, quite cool to see. Um, and oh, they also found a male and female class cuckoo also hanging around there, so that was quite cool to see as well. Mm, that's very interesting um, and on that point on that point we were discussing how the those cuckoos the pair it's it's weird how they both overwintering usually you see you know one here or one there if if you do see overwintering classes cuckoos um and you know we were discussing how it's it's quite possible that the reason they're doing that is because of the rains that happen at the beginning of of this year 2021 with hurricane eloise bringing all the the rain giving Kruger National Park, northern parts of Southern Africa, South Africa, good good rain. So perhaps with all the water in the area and the lush vegetation growing well, more have decided to stay over. And African Paradise Flycatcher, that that that's a weird one to have over. Uh, Yandre, uh, tell us a bit about how you guys got there and how you found the lesser whitethroats, and then you guys can share a bit about the, some of the, the highlight species that you record in that pentad as well, because uh, uh, you guys did quite a bit of... Um, birding in that local area for a few hours yes so when we arrived we searched for about an hour then in the middle of the parking lot 
there's a pond and a tree and just bush. Then I photographed some scholar-chested sunbirds and Jean came next to me and he saw this bird jumping in the bush. And then that turned out to be the lesser whitethroat and I was focusing on the scholar-chested sunbirds. So yeah, he um, shouted. Um, let, well, he, shout, he shouted. Um, he what shouted, whitethroat. And then the people came, watched it. And yeah, it was really an awesome experience and an awesome little bird. How many people shouted at you for shouting, Jean? Uh, no one really, <laughs> because everyone was so focused on seeing the bird. They didn't really, I think they were more thankful than, than angry at me for shouting. Um, but yeah, it wasn't that loud, but it was loud enough. <laughs> it's obviously quite a, quite a busy bird. So um, we, we spent quite a bit of time chasing it around in the acacia trees. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see that if if you lose it once or no one sees where it goes, then you kind of lose it for the for the time being, and you have to to refind it. And it can sometimes be quite a while before you see it again. It and it it it, it slips out unnoticed. So we'll be looking at it in this one tree, and then all of a sudden it's not there anymore. And then an hour later, it pitches up in a tree, uh, basically on on the this little loop that he that he takes around the area. Yeah, that is always a difficulty with twitching, especially rare birds. Um, and specifically, uh, warblers and uh, yeah, passerines that are like birds that stick to trees and bushy areas. Because, I mean, the, the bigger birds, it's easier to find. Like a flippin', let's say, um, yeah, uh, eagles and storks and cranes and those sort of big birds that might be rare. It's easier to keep up with, obviously, because of their size and their habits within their habitat but i mean warblers uh they're quite a quite a bird to keep up with especially when they're in the trees and acacia trees where there's thorns and (laughs) bushes and other spiders and stuff that you're crawling through but by the way was it quite difficult to to get a good view of this bird not at all no it it was very much in the open it it, well in, in in the open it it did stick to the thicker trees but it would venture out into the open um, it didn't really seem to care. So the the area itself, which it hung around in, had a, a bunch of thick trees, but the bird itself really didn't really care about being out in the open all that much. Um, there were times where I was less than half or less than one and a half meters away from him, and he didn't seem to be wary of me at all. He just continued with his little roots, and in in his little brain, he was. He was the champion. <laughs> he didn't have anything stopping him at all. Okay. Super chill. Yeah, well, let, let's hope that that bravery didn't serve him getting caught by a goshawk or something because now for more than a week, I think, um, it hasn't been seen in that area. So, uh, oh, Flip, well done to you guys for catching it, <laughs> uh, getting it in the bag before it ran away. Um, were there some other highlights that you saw in that area? Because uh, how many hours were you guys looking at the bird? Well, when we found it and then when we left, we probably spent about four hours there and two hours with the bird. But it just kept it just kept on showing itself here and there and then we we're just like, Oh, there's a lot, there's a white throat again and we continued on chatting and <laughs> stuff like that. Nice. Did you guys get a total number of species for the day? 
Yes, so I, I ended the day on 89 species. And I think, Andre, I, well, we were together the whole time, so I think we got the same amount of species. And covering what no, area? Um, basically just the, the parking lot, really. <laughs> right, so because no, it, it, was, it was in a parking lot near a restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the restaurant is called Amazing View Restaurant. Wow, well, it must have been an amazing yeah. view of a lesser white throat. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So... So the the restaurant looks out over the um other of the crocodile river, uh, and then just opposite the river is the Kruger Park. So, like a like a little place to place to be. That's very lacquer. Yeah. Okay, now your guys' experience in the Gauteng area is quite good because you guys are both from the province of Gauteng in South Africa, and I know that um, one of your favorite spots to bird is this place called Zagkail, and. Um, I've, I've never been to Gauteng as a proper birder before. I've driven through once or twice to go to the airport to fly to Kruger National Park for the very few times I have been there. But tell us a bit about this hotspot that you guys have gone to so much. Okay, so Zagkel is a, um, a little gravel road following the Pinas River, um, about 70 kilometers north of Pretoria, um, on the western side of the N1 Highway. Um, it basically connects the N1 with a little village uh, called Homo And right next to Homo there's a massive floodplain uh, of the Pinash River, um, and there's a bridge going over that. So, so a, that area is locally named, or well, locally known as Homo um, So that area has produced some amazing species in the last uh, in the last few years. Um, at the beginning of the year, with Eloise coming through, it's it was quite inundated, and that area is quite a hotspot for crakes, uh, gallinules, kukuls. So there was a black kukul there. That's also where the streaky breasted flufftails were heard. Um, so really, quite a few amazing birds there. Um, in just in the space of this year alone. What species of crakes do you reckon you find there? Um, so as far as I know, all the crake species except for little crake have been found there. Uh, so that's black African striped spotted. Uh, corn and balons. That's the, that's the other one. Yeah, I said corn crack. So, yeah, so, so all, all those species, yeah, it's, it's quite a few. So in quite a small little area, so it's, it's amazing to, so it's amazing to see all these birds in that area. Um, but for the rest of the road, it's, um, it's mainly acacia woodland. So going through some uh, sweet thorn stands, um, and the likes, so it's, it's quite a few nice birds there as well. Uh, especially in the in the later parts of summer, it's quite a haven for uh, LBJs, so for all your warblers. Uh, there's garden warbler, ectorian warbler, olive tree warbler, uh, bardrain warbler, uh, common white throats are quite common there as well. Um, and then it's also one of the few places that you can reliably get um, river warbler, which is quite an amazing species to get anywhere in the sub-region. So, um, yeah, I myself haven't personally found them there yet, um, but I know quite a few people that have heard them around. So, yeah, and it's also a very good spot to find thrush nightingales. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that species, but literally, that's almost like a, a background species to me. I don't know much about that at all. So, yeah. what have you heard about the species being there? Um, so they are there every year in small numbers. Um, obviously, they're more heard than seen. Um, 
the quadrilly herd along the road actually. So it's 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 quite an interesting bird to to find in the Wadakating area. Um, but yeah, you usually pick them up with with sound first, and then you try to see them. But <laughs> good luck. It's not the easiest bird to see. So the same with the river warbler. You yeah. just usually hear them. Yeah, no river warblers are known to be the ultimate skulkers. So I mean, it's it's not the easiest bird to see at all. Okay, and I mean, you guys do quite a lot of birding there. I suppose you do atlasing as well. Yeah, yeah. So so we do 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 some atlasing around there as well. Tell us a bit about the. The species you get, uh, the, the amount of species, what an average day of atlasing produces there. Um, so it's it's not it's not out of the norm to to have a day total of about one hundred and fifty species plus. Um, and I'm pretty sure you can, if you spend the whole day, then you bird hard. You, you probably could get two hundred quite comfortably. Uh, I don't think there's many other places in the subregion where you can can do that um, on almost a daily basis during summer months. Um, so at the beginning of this this year, I did a FP card um, or full protocol card on bird lesser um, on the one of the last or one of the furthest west pintads um, on on the road. So it's about a twenty five kilometer stretch of road. Uh, one of the last pintads I did, uh, and I ended on one hundred and sixty four species for just for about two days worth of birding. So it's it was. Quite a lot of birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 a really good amount. You guys must take me there, or uh, yeah, I must. Should I say I should come with you when I get up to Khateng sometime? I was just I was just gonna say you, you should you should come. We'll go. Just remember your petrol money. <laughs> My petrol money. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk of this subject. <laughs> what is petrol money? Can you bribe? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, have you guys managed to see some rarities there? Yeah, there's been quite a few interesting birds um, along the along the road um, that I've come across, my, well, me personally. Yandere, what, um, what birds have you seen there that are like rare? Or have you found any? Let me, let me rather ask, have you found any rare birds there? I haven't found any rare birds there, but you're just twitching some of the birds that other people find or try to twitch them. There's been some interesting birds. I've I've seen square tail nightjar along the road quite a few times. Um, uh, there's been Eurasian obbies. You know, so many birds rush to your mind all at once, and you, it's difficult to <laughs> to just single out one of the real ones. Um, we we found leopard face vulture uh, on the road at the beginning of the year, which is quite a quite a good bird for the um, for the Gauteng region, uh, water Gauteng region rather. Yeah, we were busy twitching the northern wheat ear, which we didn't find, but was still quite a nice day out. It was the second time I've, I've dipped to wheat ear, so it sucks. Okay, did you guys go with Tony and John? Yeah, so we, we were there on, this, on the same day as they were. Uh, they left a few hours earlier than, than we did. Um, yeah, we, we spent basically the whole day together there, which is quite fun. Okay, now just to end it off, guys, um, where would you say is your favorite spot around Gauteng to bird? Gauteng and surrounds. Yandere, let's start with you. Definitely Zarkail, and then also Vlaklochte and Vilge River Valley, which is amazing. Mine would, mine would be the same. Mine would be the same. I just swap uh, Mabusa Game Reserve for Vlaklochte. I like, I like Mabusa quite a bit. That's quite a, quite a fun little place. Oh, and Mkombu Dam, which is also... 
is also there. So, so that's quite a quite a nice one. You're you're all speaking Latin to me right now. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, you must take me there when I come. Uh, there's a really cool spot. It sounds like. Uh, I can't really understand what you're saying. Homo homo and, and all this weird language. But yeah, thank you guys for the chat and for the advice. Love to hear your story about your twitch to the white throat. And uh, yeah, I'll chat soon and keep in contact. Perfect. Thank you very much, Mark. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can check out The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and your preferred podcast players. Until next time, happy birding.